This is the Oxley Podcast. My name is Ryan Anderson. Oxley is a not-for-profit travel magazine. We focus on cultural heritage and tell stories about people and how they express who they are through their culture. Stories about dancers, singers, and poets, craftsmen and craftswomen. Stories about traditions and religious rituals from all around the world. You can find all of our videos, pictures, and articles at our website, www.oxley.com. That's spelled O-X-L-A-E-Y. Today's show comes from Vienna, the capital of Austria. We're going to talk with Robert Kalivoda, who is one of Vienna's master watchmakers. It seems that human beings have forever tried to stop the passage of time, or at least immortalized themselves far into the future. Famous Romans built statues and buildings to commemorate their successful battles and wars after all the fighting had stopped. European kings immortalized themselves with wall-sized, selfie-styled paintings. Even today, rich people still try to make themselves forever important, which is why Bill Gates created a foundation so his fortune can perpetuate his reputation long after his body has decayed into death. At the Hohe Macht in Vienna stands another, but much different example of human beings attempting to control time. It's a huge clock called the Anker Uhr, built in 1915 by a life insurance company. The Anker Uhr looks radically different than all other clocks. It doesn't have a big and small hand turning around each hour to point at numbers. Instead, for each separate hour, a different life-size figure walks across a bridge between two buildings. Over each figure's head is a number, the time of the day. In total, there are 12 figures. Each one represents a famous person in Vienna's long history. There is Prince Savoy, for example, who crosses the bridge at 10, or Marisa Teresa, who travels at 11. At 12 o'clock, at noon, all the figures parade out together as a group. But even the Anka Ur's creator couldn't design a clock that ran forever, which is where Robert Kalivoda enters this story. By the 1990s, the mechanics of the Anka Ur, the gears and the chains inside the clock, they were falling all apart. They needed to be fixed, and Kalivoda was one of Vienna's master watchmakers. He was hired to bring back the Anka Ur to life. He says that in 1992, I completely restored the clock's internal mechanics. It's an electric-powered clock. That's how it was built originally, but it was treated quite poorly and worn completely down until nothing was left. Instead of chimes or bells like European church clocks, the Anka Uhr also had a really unique sound source. Kalibode says, when this clock was first built, there was an organ at the top. An organist would go up and play at noon, and depending on the season, the organist would play different tunes. But the Angkor was designed to be much more than just a functional object. 
From its conception, it was intended to be a work of art. The Viennese artist Franz Mach built decorative curved lines into the Anke Uhr. Art Nouveau was in fashion, and design elements are seen in the floral ornamentations and, for example, on the two small stone trees left and right on the bridge. The Anke Uhr was lovely to look at, but it also told time, which was helpful because most people in Vienna didn't have a clock in their house at that time. Instead, they would listen to the sounds coming from Vienna's mini church clocks, so they'd always be on time. It's practically impossible for Kalivoda himself, though, to be late, because he's surrounded by clocks. Together with his son Anno, he works in a small one-room workshop. On every wall hang clocks, large and small, keeping time. Most of them are, of course, interesting to look at, but even more hypnotic are the sounds. The tick-tocks coming from so many clocks at once, all beating rhythmically together. It was kind of a mechanical symphony. Robert and Anno even have a few clocks in their shop which are hundreds of years old. But the skill of telling time goes back thousands of years. Zeitmessung is etwas uraltes. Das haben uns die Japaner und die Chinesen und die Ägypter schon vorexerziert, wie das geht. Japanese, Chinese and the Egyptians knew how to do it. They watched the stars and could simply tell the time by the sun's position. They also calculated time with simple methods, for example, by putting a bowl with a hole in it in the tub of water. And when the bowl filled up, a set time period was up. There are many ways to measure time. Of course, the Angkor was built not just to tell time, but to perpetuate the memory of Vienna's most important personalities, the people that walk across the bridge of the clock. However, instead of stopping time for these historical figures, the Anka Ur actually makes visible how fragile time really is. The Anka Ur's internal mechanics were replaced by Kalivoda himself. The organ player has now been replaced by a computer. The Anka Ur's Art Deco has gone out of style. And it's all this. It's because the clock is so outdated that visitors like to see it. Nobody makes clocks like the Anka Ur anymore. Designers don't construct new buildings in the Art Deco style. Even the famous figures that parade across the bridge are almost completely irrelevant today. No one's ever heard of the lyric poet Walter von der Vogelweide at 4 o'clock, the architect Hans Puchtbaum at 6 o'clock, or former Viennese mayor Johann Andreas von Liebenberg at 8 o'clock. The Angkor is really a testament to the power of time and to mankind's silly attempts to hold on to forever. Time has even passed for Kalivoda, who retired in 2007 and turned the workshop over to his son. But Robert still comes every day to work on clocks just for fun. So if time can never really be beaten, what are all the statues, paintings, Bill Gates' foundation and the Angkor really good for? We're moving without pause to our end. Every tick is one less that remains of what we still have to shape. But time is good, so enjoy the things you do. This is the entscheidende and Freude mit den Dingen haben, die man tut.
Thanks for tuning in. OxyPodcast is brand new, so please go to iTunes and leave us a review if you like the show. Oxy is a not-for-profit project, so if you like what you hear, leave us a donation. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll send you as a thank you our Oxy magazine, the print version. Our website is www.oxley.com. That's spelled O-X-L-A-E-Y.com.